Welcome back to the Around the Diamond podcast with your host, Sam Edwards, episode 199, the podcast for the baseball nerd. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode, guys. Uh, today, I am covering in depth the Chicago Cubs. Why the Chicago Cubs? They're only 17 and 17, Sam. They're 3 and 10 in their last 10 games. What's the angle here? Are they good? Are they bad? Well, I'm here to figure it out, okay? I'm here to break them down and tell you what you need to know about this team. Now, obviously, Chicago Cubs fans probably already know what's up. But either way, I got the sabermetrics in front of me. I got the stats. The stats to prove that the Cubs are actually off to a very good start. A fantastic start. Considering the expectations that myself and I would say a majority of baseball analysts had them, I, uh, they're off to a fantastic start. But before we even get to them, we've got a lot of news to cover. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Once again, I greatly appreciate it. All right, let's get into the news here. Uh, division rival Cardinals. They're in the news. They're in the news for some weird reasons, man. Okay, first off. Wilson Contreras, the big signee from this offseason, their biggest from the offseason. Five years, $87.5 million for a very good, not elite, a very good catcher that is consistent. He that is he is nothing but consistent. He's got a 119 runs created plus this season. It's a little bit worse than last year, but you know he's going to be right around that level. And for a catcher, that's very good. Uh, yeah. Um, well, apparently, the Cardinals are moving Contreras to DH. <sighs> what? And <laughs> what are we doing here? I, I freaking, I don't understand it. Um, I got a quote here from John Mosellock. Maybe this clears up uh, some of the confusion for us. Okay, let's see what he says. Uh, obviously, the Cardinals were used to Molina, Yadier Molina, behind the plate for close to two decades. This is true. I see no, I see no qualms. With, I've got no qualms with, with this statement so far. Uh, the nuances of that position, meaning catcher, <clears throat> may be very subtle, are what a lot of our pitchers were used to. What we were seeing was a lack of confidence. <sighs> For further context, the Cardinals are, have started off terrible this season. Extremely terrible. Extremely disappointing. Much worse um, than, than we thought. Uh, and most of, a lot of the blame can go against their pitching. They are 24th in starting pitcher ERA. 24th. Now, I know what you're saying. Sam, we knew the pitching was not going to be great. We knew it wasn't going to be great. And you're right. Because they didn't, they didn't add much to this rotation. I don't know what their expectation was. This sounds like uh, this sounds like they had much higher expectations internally for Jack Flaherty. It sounds like it sounds like that 
the transition from Yadier Molina to literally any other catcher they thought was going to be a little bit smoother. I don't know what they thought because they knew what Yadier was bringing to the table. And like John said, for close to two decades, you get used to that. It's tough to transition. We're a little bit more than one month into the season. I understand it's hard to transition. First off, they've been worse than just repl- worse than losing a really, really good defensive catcher. This is a worse start than that excuse gives them. There's no. <laughs> I'm not. I don't want to underrate Yadier Molina here, but holy crap! What are you talking about, John? The nuances of that position may be very subtle are what a lot of our pitchers were used to. I'd say suck it up. (laughs) I think uh, throwing Wilson at DH, I I just don't think relying on Andrew Kisner full-time at catcher is going to be the the fix. I don't think it's going to fix all your pitchers. And they go on to say, like, we don't want to, like, we're not putting all the blame on Wilson. Well, that's what it looks like. We've got nothing else to go off of. You've made next to no other changes to the team besides taking Wilson out of the catcher role. Basically, what feels like almost nullifying this five-year, $87.5 million deal. Like, <sighs> your big, huge signee... and. And also, let me just remind you, who was one of my favorite options to pair Pablo Pablo Lopez with? I was about to say Sanchez. Pablo Lopez. Freaking former Marlins. Very good pitcher. Now looks like a really good stud with his new sweeper. I've covered it. He looks really, really good. I One of my favorite picks for him was the freaking Cardinals. And they've got the young talent to do it. Why wouldn't you go out and get him? I'm not saying Pablo Lopez would fix all your problems, but like do something for this rotation. Literally anything. Anything to help them out. And they didn't. They didn't do anything. Uh, They really lacked motion in terms of adding pitchers. It's been an ugly watch, to say the least. A very ugly watch for the Cardinals, uh, just overall as a team. And now it looks like they are using Wilson as like, I don't know. I don't even know if they're really trying to put him to blame. Either way, Jordan Montgomery is like the only pitcher that has started off well for them um, per starters. They finally got Adam Wainwright back. Um, We'll see how he does. I think he can be serviceable. because he could be serviceable. Uh, Miles Michaelis, terrible start. <laughs> Steven Matz, terrible start. I think Matz could be okay. Uh, Flaherty, terrible start. And Jake Woodford, absolutely horrid start. The rotation is freaking Jordan Montgomery, hopefully Adam Wainwright, and then and then it's just a bunch of crap so far. Um, obviously, you expect better from Matz. Um, I mean, you expect better from Michaelis, but I don't know if you should. Um, 
I don't think you can expect any better from Jordan Montgomery with a 329 ERA. I think that's and a 287 FIP as well, over 41 innings pitched. That's a very good start and about as good as you could have ever hoped for Montgomery. Um, I, I'm guessing Kisner is better defensively, but like, come on, how much better? How much better could he be? And now you're relying on Contreras at DH. He's Contreras is a, a fine hitter, like I said, fine hitter. He's got a 107 runs create plus actually to start the season. Um, hitting 265, 341, 393. So the power hasn't really come in this season yet. He's not striking out too much though. And uh, the walk percentage is there. So eh, um, it's fine. It's fine. If you're a catcher and now you're going to be putting him at DH, it, it, this makes no sense to me. Absolutely no sense. This really leans on Contreras as the scapegoat, which they're insisting he isn't. But like, how else could you do this? How else? How else are you explaining this away? Uh, it's so dumb, man. It's it's so dumb. And yeah, it's just really stupid and dumb. Yeah, uh, I got no, I got nothing else. <laughs> I got nothing else. Cardinals are in shambles, man. Uh, for this type of organization, organization to do this, it's just uh, really disappointing to watch. Really disappointing. Um, moving on, Luis Garcia of the Astros. He's got to get Tommy John surgery. Um, he started off this season well. Twenty-seven innings pitched, a four ERA, twenty-seven. Strikeout percentage, really disappointing to see him go down. Astros have started off uh, a little slow. They're still without Jose Urquidy, which they're thinking maybe by the All-Star break he'll be back. And Lance McCullers Jr., who we know is always on the IL. Always. Um, You're probably hoping for 80 innings pitched from him so far. Either way. Tough start for the Astros. They're still very much within striking distance um, of the West. Only uh, like 3.5 games back. They're tied with the Mariners, 17-17, and 17, um, which also happens to be the Cubs record, and we'll get to them. Um, but yeah, tough start for the Astros. Tough start for this rotation. Uh, they got two guys coming up right now. They got Brandon Belak. Belak? Belak? Belak. I'm going to say Belak. Brandon B. Brandon Belak, uh, he's he hasn't looked great. The walks have really gotten to him over the past couple of years, uh, especially in AAA. Um, they got JP France coming up for a spot start so far. I, it looks like he might stick in the rotation. He's started off the season extremely well in the minors, looked good last year, especially in AAA. I'm encouraged to see and excited to see what we see from JP. Um, but yeah, um, a rough start to say the least. For the Astros, not great. Uh, Carlos Rodon, um, possibly out long term. Um, we just got word that his back issue that he started having is chronic, apparently, uh, which is not super encouraging. He just got a cornerstone shot, and we're in like kind of a wait, we'll see, um, period with Rodon which is not encouraging, especially for the Yankees. Yankees, obviously, 
dealing with injuries. They sit last right now. They're 18 and 17, um, 10 games back of the East right now below the Red Sox, which is, I mean, like as a Red Sox fan, I'm happy to see, obviously Red Sox have looked very good. They just ended a seven game winning streak, um, which was super fun um, and feels like ended prematurely, but either way, Red Sox have looked really good as of late. Yankees, not so much. Losing a series to the Rays just recently. Um, and then, and, you know, the hope was like Rodone in May sometime, but it really doesn't look like that's even close. Maybe the All-Star break. I'm guessing the hope probably right now is maybe after the All-Star break. We'll see. Rodone is an injury prone guy. He's just got a history of it. Um, and his back issue being chronic, not great. Um, the hope obviously is that he's able to come back soon. Um, Yankees are also planning on getting, uh, well, not also, they are planning on getting Luis Severino back soon. He's about to have a, another rehab start, which is encouraging. If he can come out and pitch like he's shown he could last year, this could be a huge pickup for the Yankees. Huge rebound, and the season's not over. Season's never over, honestly. But uh, yeah, the the hope is that he can uh, come in and help this team out quite a bit because the pitching could use it. Cole has been the shutout guy. Um, Michael King in the bullpen has been fantastic. Ian Hamilton has been fantastic as well. Uh, Domingo Herman. Uh, seven starts, 435 ERA. That's about ex- what you expect from him. Um, Cortez has been a little wonky. Uh, the homers have really gotten to him, which is not great. He's got a 1.64 uh, home run per nine, which is not great. Clay Holmes has been a little shaky out of the closer spot, um, which is not great. And they got Joni Brito starting quite a bit. He deals with a lot of walks. He has not looked good. Clark Schmidt has not looked good either. He gets strikeouts, but the home run issues for Schmidt are also, uh, I think that's a chronic issue. <laughs> He's got a 2.15 home runs per nine over seven starts. Schmidt, uh, this puts so much pressure on the bullpen, which has been very good. To be fair, has been fantastic, but my goodness, can this not last? This is not going to last for the Yankees. Once they get Severino back, hopefully that means they don't have to start somebody like Brito, and maybe he can move back to the bullpen. Maybe he can be a little bit better, or you just send him down. Um, that that would be nice as well. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, not great for the Yankees, not a great start and not a great look for Carlos, uh, dealing with a lot of issues. Um, not great. Before we get into the Cubs full review, I just want to just ask you real quick. Are you, are you following us on Spotify? Are you subscribed? Are you following us on Apple podcasts right now? Have you reviewed us? Have you given us a five-star review? Even me a five-star review, 199 episodes. You know what? Whether this is your first episode or your last, no, <laughs> whether whether you've been listening for a while, for years, or not, or this is your first episode, go down, leave a five-star review. Spotify, you don't even have to write anything, okay? So don't even worry about that. Five stars in Apple Podcasts as well. I always appreciate it, guys, and it helps us become more visible and for other people to find us. 
I always appreciate it. Uh, Five-star review. If you enjoy the podcast. If you don't enjoy it and you're like, Sam's half-assing this, then I get it and don't do it because I, I don't deserve it. <laughs> if you think that, though, just DM me and go, yo, you're half-assing this. You pick it up. <laughs> from 200 to 300, Sam, we expect more from you. And I, I will take that with um, with a plum. Anyways, I don't know what I'm saying. Let's get into the Cubs in-depth review. Okay, like I said, they're 17-17. They're 3-10 in their last 10 games. What's so special about this team, Sam, and why are you hyping them up so much? Well, first off, record is not everything, especially a little over 30 games into the season. They've got a plus 46 run differential. To give you some context, that is fourth. That is fourth in all of baseball. They are just above the Dodgers, who have been underperforming. I agree. Dodgers extremely underperforming. One of the reasons why I haven't covered them is because uh, they were destined to rise, and I didn't even want to say it. You know, <laughs> they they were totally going to rise up. Was not worried about them at all. Uh, but the Cubs look like they are a better team than I have ever given them credit for. Let's look at the hitting to start off. Let's look at the ranks because I always go through the ranks first, and that's what I find to be uh, most contextual. And then we can go hitter by hitter. It'd be a lot of fun. Um, they're eighth in runs created plus. They've got a 109 runs created plus, 9% higher than league average if you don't know runs created plus. Uh, hitting metric very valuable they are tied for sixth with the arizona diamondbacks who's a team that i i am starting to feel like it might be time to for a full in-depth review with them as well so maybe that's coming in the next couple weeks we'll see how they do but either way the cubs are tied for sixth with a woba of 334 so very nice weighted on base average by the way is woba uh they are They've got 168 runs scored, which is 10th. So top 10 in runs scored, which is very nice. 10th is not fantastic, but it's very good. Um, and they are 7th in OPS right now. They've got a six, 762 OPS as a team, which is very, very nice. 7th all the way. One thing I do want to give context for. They are 2nd in BABIP. 324 BABIP. They're getting lucky with the BABIP. I, I think that can continue for a little while, but um, I wouldn't be... I, let's cool down. Let, let's cool. <laughs> what was that? Um, let's cool down a little bit on the offense, but let's go player by player real quick here. First off, the guy that everybody loves talking about, the guy that people will keep saying, is he back? Is this, is this him? Is this, is he fully formed? Cody Bellinger. Is, is he back to being Cody Ballinger? He's batting 300, 368, He's got a 149 runs credit plus so far, a 267 isolated power, seven home runs, nine stolen bases. A great start for Cody. A fantastic start for a guy that was not looking good. Finally got a different viewpoint, a different look. In Chicago, he's still 27 years old, by the way. Still a young dude. Not too early to jump on the rebound train. Let's hold our horses real quick, okay? First off, the Savant page. Nothing crazy, okay? 
Nothing crazy. It's an 8.3 barrel percentage. He's got an X batting average of 255 and X slugging of 445. A 394 Woba. But a 336 X Woba. That's a 60 points of difference. That's pretty huge. Uh, 19.1 K percentage and 8.8 walk percentage. Now, now I'm going to tell you how it is. Okay. 8.8 walk percentage. That's 2% higher than it was last year. Nice. That's good. Like I said, 336 Woba, 60 points of difference. But even so, sorry, 336 X Woba. But even so, he had a 278 X Woba last year. In 2021, he had a 281 X Woba. This is a huge improvement. And where is it coming from? It's coming from the cut down of strikeouts. And in turn, he's making a lot more contact. So his K percentage went from 27.3% last year to 19.1%. That's fantastic. That is so huge. And it's helping his power play a little bit more. He's also got a 326 BABIP, which is helping, which is further proof. He's just making that much more contact. He had a 255 BABIP last year. Huge jump right now. So I think, listen, let me, let me say this. He's not back. Bellinger is not back to the 47 bombs he hit in 2019. He is not back to a 161 runs created plus. He's not, he's not even a 149 runs created plus, which is what he has so far this year. He's not going to be a 149 runs created plus at the end of the year. Bellinger's not back back, but he's looking extremely improved. And one thing that just really accentuates the point is versus off-speed pitches. He had a 199 X Woba versus off-speed pitches last year. This year he has a 376 X Woba. Last year he had a 31.3 whiff percentage versus off-speed pitches. This year it's an 8.1 whiff percentage. That is huge. People keep talking about his ability to hit the fastball. He's getting lucky versus the fastball comparing the average versus the X batting average and the slugging versus the X slugging. He's getting very lucky versus fastballs. I think Bellinger is getting lucky to a certain extent, you know, this season, I do not think he's going to carry a 567 slugging or a 267 ISO. I think the power numbers are going to come down, but he has greatly increased his line drive percentage and I think he is back to being a good hitter. I think he kind of cracked it a little bit. And him hitting off-speed pitches that much better just means he's going to see more fastballs, which he's still good against. And that's just fantastic. Absolutely fantastic start. The speed is also there, nine stolen bases, which is super encouraging. Um, I think he could easily have a 2020 season and... Yeah, I don't think he's back to the 40, 40 some odd homers, but I think he could easily get back to, if you look at his 2018 season, I think we could easily get back to that. He had a 120 runs created plus, he hit 260, 343, 470 slugging, 25 home runs, 14 stolen bases. I think that's very realistic for Bellinger going forward. So if you want to say he's back, say he's back, but I, I don't think he is. I think he's very good, though, and I'm greatly encouraged with the the 
plate discipline metrics. He's looked much better uh, with the Cubs so far this season. Okay. Huge encouragement there for Bellinger. Moving on. We got Patrick Wisdom. Patrick Wisdom is exactly the guy you think he is, except he's better. <laughs> now, okay. Let's 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 specify here, okay? Real quick. Let's put this into position here. He's got 11 home runs so far this season. He's got a 10.5 walk percentage. He's got a 358 isolated power. He's batting 229, 317, 587. 139 runs create plus for him so far. Very nice. Now, he's got a 21.5 barrel percentage, which is a huge jump from last year. He's got a 94 exit velocity, which is a huge jump from last year. He is hitting the crap out of the ball. When he makes contact, glorious words to any Patrick Wisdom fan, 36.3K percentage so far for Mr. Pat Wisdom. Not great. Terrible, even you could say. Pretty bad. Not encouraging. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. Um, one thing I will say is great 380 Woba, 370 X Woba. So weighted on base average likes him, uh, which is encouraging. Um, uh, I think it likes the walk percentage and the power, thinks it's very legit. Uh, he is the type of guy that could carry a 35K percentage and and hit 40 bombs. The big thing with Wisdom is, is he going to make enough contact? Yes, you're striking out 30%. Are you going to make enough contact besides that? I, I, I don't like betting on this. I don't like betting on these types of guys because I just don't believe he's going to. Uh, love the power numbers. He is crushing the ball. Like I said, over 20% barrel percentage, which is redonkulous. 94 miles per hour exit velocity. It's, it's fantastic. Fantastic power numbers. Launch angle is also there, so don't even worry about that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Crazy good for Patrick Wisdom. I wouldn't bet on him staying at a 139 runs created plus. He's not that good, and the K percentage is going to catch up to him. Like with a lot of these hitters early on, what I'm noticing is a lot of the guys that are starting off hot are swinging a lot, and the K percentage for all of them is pretty freaking high. Uh, high enough that they're going to have to either adjust or or they're just going to start not hitting the ball as much and their numbers are going to tank. And I think wisdom could be one of those guys. So I'm worried. I'm worried with wisdom. The power is very much legit and looks more legit than we've ever seen it before, which is super encouraging, but I got to see the K percentage come down before I buy into wisdom at all. I still think he's, he's 30 homers though, which is nice. And there's still value there but I don't think he's this good. I don't think he's as good as the Cubs have had, you know? Uh, the Cubs also have Nico Horner. Nico is the type of guy that doesn't require a deep breakdown. He's just super consistent, 
and does what he needs to do. Dansby Swanson is kind of very similar. Uh, Swanson's got a 112 runs created plus. The power has not been there, kind of like what we expected, but the walk percentage has been there. And he goes about his business, does what he needs to do, plays quality defense, a 1.2 war. Hoyner has been stealing bases like crazy. He's got 12 stolen bases on the season. He's hitting 309, 354, 403 slugging, 109 runs created plus, 1.4 war on the season. Both quality players that are not going to do anything ridiculous or fantastic. Their defense is going to be very, very solid and where they get most of their value from. Um, but they're both just very consistent and they play a lot. And I'm pretty encouraged by Hoyner backing up last year to a certain extent. Obviously we don't expect the power to be there, but uh, yeah, they're both good. They're both good. <laughs> I like Hoyner and Swanson. They're just not super exciting. I would say, uh, you know, I know who's exciting is Ian Hap. He's a guy that I've liked, but we saw stall last year, which was not encouraging this year. He has come back full force. You can see very clearly X Woba past hundred plate appearances. It is slowly going up. I mean, it's been above average past, in his past 100 plate appearances, it's been fantastic, honestly. Um, he's looked fantastic. Let's break him down real quick. Four home runs over 146 plate appearances. He's also got four stolen bases. He's got a 17.1 walk percentage, huge jump for him. 21.2 K percentage, which has continued to lower over time. He is getting a little bit lucky with the Babbitt, I will say. A 372 Babbitt, I don't think he'll be able to carry that over. Um, the power missing is been a little disappointing either way he's got a 391 woba which is extremely well right around where cody bellinger is but he's got a 407 x woba we could see even more improvement from ian hap a 147 runs created plus the x stats are off the charts we've got 11.1 barrel percentage very nice a 295 x batting average a 391 woba like i said 402 x woba he isn't striking out too much. It's been fantastic to watch uh, from Hoyner. He, sorry, Hap. Wow, Hoyner. Um, he's, it's been fantastic to watch. His chase rate has been fantastic. He's 88th percentile in chase rate, 54th percentile in K percentage. That's a big, big thing for him because he's a guy that can easily fall into the strikeouts and he has in the past. Um, he did cut down the K percentage last year, but now we are seeing the fulfillment of that with the power coming back for him. Um, Last year, he had a 6.5 barrel percentage when he was usually cruising right around a 10 to 13% barrel percentage. Now he's back at 11%. Um, fantastic. Exit velocity right around where it was last year. So nothing to really see there in terms of change. But the 295x batting average really backs up what he's been doing. Like I said, high BABIP. So I don't think the average is going to stay right around 300. But I think he can easily hit 280, which is fantastic. And I'm super encouraged to see what we're all of this from Hap. I I think this is his breakout year. Honestly, this has looked fantastic. I'm loving it, and I can't wait to see more. The walk percentage has also been fantastic, man. Like I said, the chase rate has been off the charts. Seventeen point one walk percentage. That is a ninety sixth percentile. 146 plate appearances as well, which is a good enough sample size that I think we can rely on what we are seeing here because it has just been 
absolutely fantastic from him. Um, looking at uh, pitches, he is killing it versus breaking pitches right now. Seeing them the least amount of time, 19.9% of the time. But even so, he's got a 250 batting average, but a 302 X batting average, a 531 slugging percentage, 571 X slugging. It's been fantastic. I think we're going to continue to see improvements from there. I'm just so encouraged. I'm fired up, baby. I'm freaking fired up about Ian Happ. I did not know he was doing this well until I started looking into him. It's been fantastic. And I think this is a guy that you could throw in the middle of your lineup and feel comfortable. This lineup, I will say, I'm just extremely encouraged by. It's a team that I think could could rock with the higher BABIP just in general. They got Hoyner, Swanson, making good contact. Like I said, Cody Bellinger's contact has looked much better since he cut down the K percentage. Um, Wisdom is a guy that's getting lucky. He's not going to have a 264 BABIP, I don't think. So that he's definitely getting lucky. But Ian Happ has looked fantastic. He's getting lucky with the BABIP as well, but I still think he's going to be uh, a really, really good hitter this season. I'm I'm loving Ian Happ, man. I'm drinking that. I'm drinking that juice, man. I love it. I love what I'm seeing from him. And I don't see anybody else talking about him, honestly. Nobody else is talking about him. I don't get it. Um, he's just doing fantastic. Um, Seiya Suzuki is a guy that I I came into the season kind of either believing or wanting to believe in because I just think he could be – he still could be good. I don't want to discount him already, you know. I don't want to count him out because he looked like he was slowly learning last year. And I feel like we could see that this season, but – he just hasn't shown itself yet. Um, I don't know how good he can be, so maybe the the ceiling is a little limited. But I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm encouraged by the hitting. All right, let's get into the pitching real quick because I've talked long enough. I've talked long enough about the hitting. Let's let's talk about the pitching real quick because the pitching has been looked a thousand times better than it should. Honestly, uh, first off, first pitcher I got to cover. Let's cover this rotation. Um, let's cover let's cover the pitching overall first. They are third in ERA, three thirty four ERA. They are fifth in FIP, three seventy two FIP. Fifth overall, that's crazy, man. Uh, they are eighth in K minus walk percentage, fifteen point six walk percentage. Very nice. Justin Steele leading the way with a one forty five ERA, over forty three and a third innings pitched. Doesn't strike out too many guys. Doesn't walk too many guys. The epitome of this rotation. Um, yeah, Justin Steele, 319 FIP as well. I definitely don't think he's a 145 ERA. I don't think anybody does, but he's looked fantastic. He's gotten lucky with the BABIP, 246. A lot of these guys have gotten really lucky with the BABIP, um, which I think is kind of helping fuel them because they're all very big ground ball guys just in general. But either way, um, yeah. They're just getting lucky with the Babip, um, especially Justin Steele and Stroman, who are big ground ball guys. Stroman's doing very well, 41 and a third innings pitched for him. He's got a 218 ERA, 23.3K percentage, 9.8 walk percentage. A little high on the walk percentage for Stroman. Uh, 369 FIP as well kind of points to that walk percentage. 
I think he's gotten lucky with the BABIP as well, 248 BABIP. Um, does have a 60% ground ball percentage, which is very nice, but like, I don't think that's going to stick. Um, you, you would need to keep up that control just so he doesn't get smashed. Um, and starts getting punished a little bit more with the BABIP. I'm encouraged. I mean, obviously a 218 ERA is fantastic, but I just don't think him or Steele are this good. I don't think they're this good. Um, so I think the team is going to slowly sink a little bit. Drew Smiley is definitely not this good. Listen, I know I'm doubting on Drew Smiley a lot, but like 243 Babbitt, man, he's not going to keep that up. He's got a 305 ERA right now, 38 and a third innings pitched, and a 380 FIP. I think the FIP is a lot more realistic for Drew Smiley. I think he finishes the year with a over the four over a four ERA, definitely. So he's definitely not this good. Uh, Jameson Tyone, I think, has got a little unlucky, actually. I'm going to break the streak here, or more like Tyone is breaking the streak here for the lucky guys. He's only got four starts, so 17 innings pitched, so a little bit less to go on, but a 347 BABIP. Um, he's got a 529 ERA and a 247 FIP. I think Tyone could easily be the best in those rotation. I think he should be which is encouragement. So if Smiley regresses, then hopefully Tyone can kind of take his place in a way. Uh, Hayden Wesneski just had a rough start. Um, doesn't strike out literally like anybody. <laughs> doesn't strike out anybody. Um, the big thing here, though, is the fact that the Cubs have some reliable starters. Some five guys that are going consistently. That's huge, honestly. Um, another guy they've really relied on quite a bit is Albert Alzale, a former starter. He's got 18 and two-thirds innings pitched in the bullpen so far, a 2.41 ERA and a 2.60 FIP. Great for them. Uh, Mark Leiter Jr. is another guy. He's got 14.06 Ks per nine. 14.06 Ks per nine, 16 innings pitched, a 113 ERA and a 273 FIP. What a guy. I got to do a deep dive on him. Holy crap. Um, Michael Rucker, 13 innings pitched, 277 ERA. Not bad. Good K stats for him. Um, Keegan Thompson has looked good enough. Uh, Kind of. He's gotten extremely lucky, honestly, out of the bullpen. He's going to get crushed. Uh, he's got a 5.89 walks per nine. He is not giving up a home run yet. And he's got a 184 BABIP. There's no shot that keeps up. <laughs> There's no shot. There's no shot. Um, yeah, I think the Cubs are making noise. I think they are getting lucky as a team, which is admittedly not super encouraging. Um, 17 and 17 getting lucky. Um, so I think they're eventually going to kind of revert back to a lot of what we thought they were going to be a below 500 team, but this start has me encouraged. Let's review pitching has started off well, but I think a majority of those guys are just not going to do as well as they have been. Um, and I think they're going to regress quite a bit, uh, which could be a little ugly. The hitting has been fantastic, and I think the hitting is definitely the most consistent thing, and I think um, they have proved a lot of people wrong in the hitting sides. I think it's going to stick for a lot of ways. I think 
Um, some guys are going to revert a, or regress a little bit because of the BABIPs. High BABIPs, they're getting a little bit lucky so far this season, but um, I think the hitting overall, I think they are a very good hitting team. I am super encouraged with Bellinger, even though I don't think that he's back back. I still think he's a very good hitter, like I said. Patrick Wisdom has ridiculous power, and ex-Woba seems to seems to believe in him to a certain extent. A 370 ex-Woba, nothing to sneeze at. So I am encouraged by him. He's easily a guy that I could see as not hitting very well at all as he has the past two years. Um, yeah, so we'll see. And obviously Ian Happ, super encouraged, super excited. Um, really like him. Pair him along with Hoyner and Swanson at the top of the lineup, along with Bellinger. And that's that's pretty good right there. That's a pretty good one through four, at least, you know. Um, throwing Wisdom, throwing Jan Gomes. They've got some guys. They've got some guys that can do stuff, and I'm greatly encouraged. I'm greatly encouraged by this team. I think Cubs fans should be encouraged. They're looking pretty good. They're, they're looking much better than I thought they should, and these are guys that could stay around long-term. If I am the Cubs, I definitely want to re-sign Cody Bellinger, keep him, and because I think this is kind of hopefully going to be where he sticks, especially if he can keep that K percentage down and continue to make as much contact as he is, then that means the power can play. That means he can get on base more. Um, yeah, steal more bags. Like I said, 2020 season could be incoming for Mr. Cody Ballinger. Very encouraging. Very encouraging team. And yeah, once again, they're fourth in run differential. So nothing to sneeze at. I think the pitching's worse than it's been, but I think the hitting has been very good. The hitting has been very good, and I think will continue to be good. That's my official review of the Chicago Cubs. I hope you guys enjoyed. I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, next week, we've got episode 200. Um, yeah. So, I would like a big guest. I've been eyeing a big guest. We'll see if it comes through. It might not. It it might. Either way, I'll be here posting every single Tuesday. Episode 199 in the books, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you back next week. Have a good one.